Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. I don't know what's going on, but man, my my uh, my show timer's off by about eight seconds. It's throwing me all off. But you know what? We're going to deal with it, and it's fine. And if that's the uh, the biggest thing we have to worry about, uh, well, then you know our day is going good, man. Our day is going good. Um, I am very, very excited. This is a special Friday edition. I know we normally don't have Friday editions, but we had a little bit of a air conditioning mishap here at uh, at my place um, earlier in the week, and we had to move that show to today. So I appreciate everybody uh, being accommodating and whatnot, um, but we are here to rock today. We, we have a very, very cool show lined up with... Um, uh, a very, very, featuring a very, very awesome band, um, hailing from my hometown uh, of Detroit, Michigan, uh, thereabouts, and uh, I can't wait to get started and speak with Spencer from A War Within. Spencer, my friend, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Happy Friday. How are you? I'm doing great as well. Great as well. So you guys are from the, the Big D, huh? Detroit. I love it. Yeah, the Motor City. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I you know it's been a million years. I'm an old man now, but when I was younger, I lived all over Detroit. Um, I, I grew up, my parents, you know, I grew up technically um, uh, up in uh, Macomb County, Chesterfield Township. But as soon as I could, um, you know, spread my wings a little bit, I moved down to the city because the rent was cheap. And um, lived on the east side, west side, all over the place, in the middle, um, down by Mexican town for a while, all over. Um, which area of, because when people say Detroit, they're, they're really talking about southeast Michigan. Um, wh- where are you guys out of? Uh, which area? So, ironically, I'm, I'm the only one in the band that's actually from Michigan itself. Uh, our wow. guitarist is from south Chicago, and our drummer's from Toledo. But uh, I, like you, I pretty much have lived all over suburban Detroit. This is probably the closest I've ever actually lived within the city limits. I'm like, oh, wow. in, yep, I'm in like North Detroit, basically. Uh, yeah, I've lived all nice. over Livonia, Southfield, even in Utica. I don't know if you know the venue out there. Oh, yeah. We call our hometown in Chesterfield is the, it's called the Diesel now. I don't know if you know what it is that. It might have been New York, New York when you were younger. Wow. Yeah, so that was like that's, that's the crazy, venue, man. one of the that venues is, that we call our hometown venue for sure. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, you know reading about it. I think I think I had left the prior to that actually. It was like it was a long time ago, man. It was a long time, but man, it was fun. Gotcha. I tell you, the worst place I ever lived. It was it was weird. It was the best place and the worst place. Um, I there was a I was you know I'm an art kid and I, you know I. I was a weirdo dressed in all black uh, a lot of the time me and my friends and there was a club we used to go to downtown called city club and it was in the basement oh or the first floor of uh, yeah. this horrible hotel 
and um, they had apartments above the hotel in the building. And I lived up there on the ninth, uh, 19th floor, and it was cool oh, because crazy. you got to get in the club for free, but it was a horrible. It was horrible, man. <laughs> it was like yeah, I read an article I, years I, later, and they said it's the worst hotel in America. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can believe that. It was I, to be honest, I've never, I've never been to City Club, but I've heard so many stories. I was the, I think I might have been too young to go there, but it was like where all the goth kids would go and hang out at oh, City yeah. Club, yeah. the yeah. liquid dancing yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I would oh, travel yeah. all the way to Ann Arbor instead, and and hit the, there's a club out there that does almost a very similar thing. I think it had a better vibe, but yeah, I've heard many stories about how City Club was. Uh, it was like this fun time, but it was like kind of trashy, very Detroit vibe to it. Yeah, very Detroit, sure. very Detroit, and you'd, you'd have all kinds of people there. You know, and it's funny, you guitar player living in Toledo, I remember when I was living at the, at the building that the city club was in, I got a job um, down as a bartender down at a club, a gay bar, um, it, it was a, a, a drag queen bar, the show bar, and uh, somehow I got a job as a bartender, I made a lot of money, but I would drive down there from Detroit like like every night. And drive oh, nice. uh to Toledo. <laughs> yeah, it was drive by on the freeway on seventy five there and I'd pass that Jeep. They always had a big Jeep on a sign. Looks like it was gonna drive into the freeway. Um gotcha. crazy time. But you know, the yeah. cool thing about Detroit and a lot of people I you know, I talked to a lot of people over the years. I'm like a lot of cool musicians. I don't know what it is, if it's it's a weird place. Um it, it's one of those 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 cities, you know, as you travel around, Spencer, you you, you go to different places like um, like Portland, Oregon's one, yep. um, or uh, you know, just Austin, Texas, different places. And there's like this weird vibe. I don't know if there's like ley lines or you know, I don't want to sound too California New Age or anything, but just <laughs> yeah, places think... where it just breeds creative people. And you know, so it's it's cool to see you guys are you know. From that, oh, drinking that water. I don't know what the deal is, you know. Um, I feel like man, I feel like the the biggest hindrance, as well as like the most like the biggest strength of being a band from Detroit is obviously the whole Motown started here and techno started here. Uh, so it's a very musical rich city. But uh, down by um, uh, what is it called? On your way into Detroit from like basically where I live, there's plenty of like places that like. Run. We've used so many buildings around, like, the outskirts of Detroit in all of our videos. Mm-hmm. We shot in every place, <laughs> place we could. It's just, it's a different kind of beautiful, and I say that, and I'm not sure if everybody's going to get that. You might get it, but, like, it's, uh, it has its own character. Anybody from Detroit? Because I have, we've toured all over the place in Portland, California, Texas, and I feel like a Detroiter, and you can tell because I've met so many Detroiters all over the place. We've all scrolled out. And they all have a different mm. vibe, man. We're head down as blue collar as you can get, even though it's like we're kind of almost like a rural rural state. But as far as Detroit goes, yeah, we're pretty we're pretty hardworking and industrious, and, and I think it really shows. No matter where you go, it's like uh, we we've kind of got this like awkwardly kind of friendly, but not kind of not like a New Yorker would. You know, it's it's just right. weird. This <laughs> weird group of people that like to hustle, like with. Any Detroiter I've known that's made something of themselves, whether they're here or not, they've, like, busted so much hustle to get there. And it's, like, Absolutely. I think that's part of what the, the true heart of Detroit really is inspired from. 
Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I was watching this video about the uh, the beginnings of the the techno scene, and um, I can't remember who it was. One of the DJs, one of the one of the greats. Uh, but but he was saying it was yeah. He goes, of course, techno started in Detroit. He goes, everybody, everybody, somebody in everybody's family worked at a factory, at an auto factory. Um, they were at a machine, and uh, they were you know you heard this, but they they had this love hate relationship with these machines. Um, and I think that, that the lack of emotion in a machine <laughs> kind of trance, kind of birthed this, this. And I said, you know, the same can be said almost, you know, for that drive. And I remember telling a friend of mine that, and they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And, uh, yeah, you're right. There is a drive when, that operators have. Whoa, just watch you, out, man. Yeah, it's when you spend the majority of your life either shoveling snow or just trapped in a building and then maybe half the year you go see the sun. It, right. I think it, it makes you a different kind of human being. It is so true. You know, when I left, I went to college in Boston. And then afterwards I, I said, I got to live by a beach. I got to have sunshine. And yeah. like I said, you said, he kind of grew up a golf guy, you know, not a big sun person. But after Detroit, man, you got to have some sun once in a while. <laughs> it's right. Crazy. You appreciate it. You bitch and the best, it, but you appreciate it. Oh, right. Man. The best part about it is, it's like we don't have any oceans by us, but we have lakes, and it's like the equivalent. And the lakes are, I know the oceans are kind of cold too, but I think the lakes are notorious for being cold, and that's like the folklore behind them. But uh, it's like if you oh, want to go to a beach anywhere in Michigan, it's like a, it's a little bit of a trip. That's so readable. Well, what's the um. Now, what's the rock scene like there now? I mean, is there a good scene? Is there, you know, uh, people come to shows and whatnot? Um, uh, what, what, what? I feel I feel like it, it just depends on what you listen to. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like the big, the big genres that are still out here in Detroit are, I want to say grunge is like a big, there's like a big underground mm-hmm. grunge, almost like punk scene. Uh, obviously rap is huge, rap and hip hop is huge here. And so is electronic music, but we have, I think we have a pretty thriving metal scene and like the, the rock scene is like hit or miss. It's, it's got a weird flavor to it. And it's, that's why I say grunge because it's more of like the, it's like a hips. It's not like a straight rock. It's like a, like it's a more of a hipster kind of artsy and mass, like uh, a little bit more on the technical side, as opposed to the, you know, like a pop side, if that makes sense. Right. Right, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, you know, I was a, I was a club kid. I, I definitely hit the clubs growing up. Um, there was some great rock venues. I'll date myself definitely for those listening, uh, especially from the Detroit area. Harpo's was the place. Um, yeah. It was the weirdest thing. I remember seeing the movie Eight Mile, and they had the big rap battle at the shelter, which is in the basement mm-hmm. of St. Andrews Hall. I saw many shows yeah. at St. Andrews. You used to hang out at the shelter, and. Um, I was telling my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, you know, the shelter wasn't always a rap place to have rap battles. No. It's still, it still isn't. At the shelter. Um, you know. Yeah, they still, but. you can still have people, uh, like other types of people play there. Um, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn, uh, oh, what's his name? He just got, I don't know if he just got indicted, but they they attract all sorts of groups. Of life. It's uh, St. Andrews Hall is just one of those staples, just like Harpo's. Harpo's right. is an island. You you either stay yeah. on the island or you don't venture away from it because uh, <laughs> it gets really dangerous over there on the east side. Yeah. Right. Uh, so same true. with blondies, <laughs> blondies and the and the token if you're on the west side of mm-hmm. 
kind of the, the city still. There's like all these old older venues, and the D. I feel like the Diesel's been around for a while. It's just changed names. It's just like the Token, but yeah, there's there's right. definitely some rock venues, and then you get weirded out when you're like, um, there's a place near Mexican Town called El Club, and and every time you'll get a, like a rock band popping in there, and it's, it's not a that's a DJ hangout. It's like a electronic right. club, not a rock club. So it's a little weird, but sometimes cool. I think that's what makes Detroit unique. Is it's like uh, we're not as like uh, unsegregated as uh, something like Chicago, where Chicago you could be at a club that's a, a band's playing and it's more acceptable out here. Everything's kind of a little bit more like that's a rock place and that's a that's a techno place, that's a rap place. Like right. it's a little bit more like that. I mean, we have. You should know Hamtramck has like 20 venues in it. I don't even know how many square miles. Oh, yeah. Maybe 40, 50 square miles, and there's 20 venues in there, and that's like the grunge scene right there. If you want to talk about like Absolutely. one area of Detroit. Oh yeah, and it's a little, it's a little mind blowing. When I was growing up, like all the musicians, that was the place. Uh, the rents were fairly cheap, um, and you could. Uh, it was always a place to play. I remember being at Harpo's a million years ago, and it was the first time I ever saw a car actually burning in the parking lot. I uh, <laughs> Gal ran in, and she's like, somebody's car's on fire. And we all went yeah. out, you know. Yeah, that sounds um, like Detroit. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was Detroit. But it turns out it wasn't some big nefarious like gang thing or something like that. What had happened, right. apparently, I found out later, is um, some guy showed up with his new girlfriend and his old girlfriend was there and not having it and went out and burned <laughs> his car. Um, <laughs> and that's yeah. just the thing about the Detroit. That sounds about right. Detroit too. <laughs> I know, yeah. See, we're, we're, uh, I don't want to say oh, we're, all, we're all crime-induced, but I think maybe because of the 70s and just how we were, just how the cities worked, we're definitely like a more hardened human beings out here in Detroit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it's 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 home, you know, it's home. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www. Dot jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. 
it's a destination. MiddleMadeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. MiddleMade Mayhem also offers shine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, MiddleMade Mayhem founder Allison MiddleMade Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering Amethyst, Energizing Citrine, Colorful Fluorite, The Other Side of the Sun, Earth's Treasures Brought to Light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. I am. Um, it's so funny. My wife now, she's she uh, she's a Florida girl, a South Florida girl, and she's never been there. And she, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk, you know, that we'll be having a party or something before COVID, of course, but, um, and I'll be telling my, my Detroit stories and, and, She's like, oh, let's go. Let's. I'm like, no. <laughs> you, you don't need to go. <laughs> when was the last time you were back? That's the question. But, uh, here's the thing. It's been 20, 25 years, and people say, Ooh. oh, Detroit's totally changed in that time. You know, it's nice. It it's cool now. Yeah. In the last uh, 10 years, it's changed even so much. Like, downtown, downtown used to be the place where you go for a Red Wings game or a Tigers game, and then you leave immediately. Now it's a little bit more accepted. You can hang out down there. Like the the whole That's center. Cool. We have one main street. Obviously, you know it is Woodward. And oh, yeah. Woodward's almost kind of got like this. Uh, what's the name of that shopping district in, in New York City? It's like got this very oh, like. Hudson. Yeah, it's got like the, this very hoity toity vibe now. Really? Uh, like New Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's very, like, there's Lululemon and Nike. There's all these beautiful wow. shops, and there's nice restaurants yeah, there. No, yeah. what I would... <laughs> no. No. Right. Well, the funny thing is it's, no. it's intertwined with stuff like um, uh, Albans and, and whatnot, uh, cast, mm-hmm. uh, 
where um, what's his face from the White Stripes, Jack White. Like that's where he he would notoriously play. Him and the Von Bonnies would notoriously play between uh, the cast corridor is what I'm calling it, and as well as Hamtramck. That whole '90s ish grunge ish vibe that was still in Detroit. Oh, absolutely. uh, It definitely changed. It changed a lot. There was a great underground club right down by Cast Quarter, or the old by the old uh, high school there, called the Red Door. And you'd go down this this alleyway, and you'd knock on. It was so cool. It was like out of the movies almost. But you'd knock on the door, yeah. and a little thing would slide over. And you had to, the password changed every night. You had to have the password to get in. And wow. um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but they were serious <laughs> for selling nitrous oxide balloons. They were five bucks. Yeah, I and, believe it. Uh, from what I heard. <laughs> Not that I've ever been there. I was right. at home, you know, studying schoolwork. No. Anyway. Right. Uh, so tell us about so, so, more. Let me. Oh, sorry. go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Finish your thought, man. No, it's all good. I was just going to say, since we have all these shut down industrial buildings, there's a lot of raves that still happen, too. I mean, I just feel like uh, oh. as being a Detroiter, it's like you don't do anything easy. Everything's hard. You party hard. You work hard. So it's not really that surprising that there's a, uh, like, a, there's still speakeasies. It's, like, been kind of a hipster thing made out here. There's a speakeasy uh, right next to, it's almost next to Greek Town. And, uh, yeah, they got, like, a couple shops down this little, like, it's like a walkway almost. And I know one of the bar. it's unlabeled. You, if you don't know where the bar is or you don't Google it, you don't know it's there. That's crazy. That's crazy. It, you know, and Detroit's like that, though. And I'll tell you, and they, they, they party hard, man. I remember when I first left Detroit, um, like I said, I went to uh, New England, to Boston. And, you know, I, it's a college town. There's like, I don't know, 150 colleges in the city limits or something. It was crazy. Right. So I'm like, oh, well, people are going to be drinking out here. Man, nobody drinks. No, no matter where I go in the United States that I've traveled, people do not drink like they did in Detroit. You don't just order yeah. a beer. You get a pitcher, and people drink out of the pitcher. You know, I mean, it is right here, right now. You know, yeah. Um, it's, it's that almost like a rural blue collar, man. I think that's what it really. I think chalk it up to. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So tell me about now uh, yourself and the war within. Were you always in bands and so Were you like the music kid, and and everybody knew you were going to be doing music? Like growing up and whatnot. Um, I yeah, probably. I think once I hit my high school era, I was like, man, I want to find a way to do this for life. And uh, I think that's still always the the journey. It's still always the struggle. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm definitely. It's, that's why we talk about like something like New York, New York. That was probably about 15 years ago, maybe more. It's like crazy mm. to think back how many venues have gone or changed names or stuck around. It's. Oh, uh, I think that's just like, that's just every musician. They're like, man, I once played so-and-so. I once played Harpo's when it was like 90-something out, and you walk in the venue, it was like an oven. You could just open the door and blast it with heat. And, uh, right. yeah, it was a very uncomfortable <laughs> time, but still a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Harpo's, folks, was the, the club. No, I don't know if it was still this way um, when Spencer was playing there and whatnot. When I was a kid, it was the club you went to. And it was the craziest thing. They had this disco dance floor. Because I guess it's during the disco era, they, they were playing music there or something. And uh, <laughs> But it lit up. The floor lit up like you'd see in like a movie or something. And uh, But you your shoes always stuck to the floor at Harpo. <laughs> that was that type. 
I just remember Harpo's as being, it's like a very small theater because uh, it's got, it's one of those, every, there's a, a venue like this everywhere. It's usually like a bigger theater. This one's kind of small, maybe a thousand cap. And uh, you walk in from the, the entrance door and then it, you slowly start dropping down levels. You'll go down a couple stairs. You're at the next level. You go down a couple. So you're eventually in like this right. pit, which is right in front of the right. stage. And the sta- I remember the stage being pretty tall. But yeah, no, it's like fun. you get bands like, uh, that's like where we're like Head PE would play. Uh, like if Metallica mm. wasn't as huge, you know, we're going to play a smaller event. That's like the rock venue out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just looking at your um, – and, folks, we have links up on our show page, um, I should mention. Uh, it's a fantastic – we're going to talk about the band here, A War Within. They're a great band. We've got uh, links to their website and whatnot and also their social media up. And I was just looking at their Facebook page. And, um, it's a post you guys made, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And uh, this is so detri- – now, see, growing up in Michigan, I just got to tell you, Spencer, I – I'm not in the music business, and I just don't have any musical ability whatsoever. Right. And uh, but all of my friends were in bands. Everybody was in a band. Everybody and everybody played guitar. I remember at one point I had to tell all my friends. I'm like, they were trying to make a band, and I said, well, somebody's got to learn to play something different. You can't have eight guitar players, and that's it. In a <laughs> band, you know. Um, right. Sorry, but somebody's got to do something else. But anyway, here's a picture that you guys posted, and you're working on a van. <laughs> you're getting it ready to go on yep. tour, it looks like. And uh, that is Detroit, man. Getting it ready. Whatever you got to do. Uh, yeah. Surviving, dude. Surviving. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, it well, still needs a little bit of work. But... There's so much room. No, I'm kidding. Yes. They're terrible to work on. You can, oh. you can fit a lot of people in, in even just the uh the engine space of the of the van. <laughs> so growing up, so you knew you were gonna be doing music. Well how did a war with it that's a cool name too, by the way. How did the war with it come about? Like how did this coalesce and form? So it really started uh back when I was in another band and uh, another friend was in another band and we started to hook up because like the lead singer of that band was also in this other band with him. And we were just kind of like, well, what's going on? This guy's being flaky. Let's just start, let's mm. start this band out of, out of spite. It started out of spite, to be honest. And uh, we each <laughs> had a friend. We we're like, all right, so-and-so can play bass. So-and-so can play guitar. We'll just need a drummer. But we just started writing music right then and there. And uh, nice. that's how we started. It was uh, just for the love of the game, basically. We both enjoyed music, and uh, that's just that's that's cool, how we went. Man. That is cool. And, you know, the cool thing uh, about bands and musicians and whatnot is um, they will. Sometimes it, sometimes it works right out of the gate. Uh, but that's rare, I have found. Um, yeah, a lot of very times, rare. Yeah, a lot of times they have to sift a little bit. And uh, and the musicians themselves have to get a little experience under them. And and yeah, after yep. you deal with a couple flakes, it is so funny you say that. I, I remember when after college I moved to Southern California because I wanted something totally different. And I I had was living in California and I had never experienced you no know, people from California. You just got to own it. Don't send me bad emails because I'm just going to speak some truth here. Um, but right. I was doing you know business deals and stuff out there with people and various things like buying and selling a lot of real estate and this and that. And 
And, um, right. and I would have to tell people, I would have to preface business conversations with, now, guys, I get that you're from California. I'm from Detroit. We don't do flaky. So we don't think it's cute or amusing. Uh, no, not at all. what you say. <laughs> Otherwise, I think, you're going to have problems. I think... You know? Yeah, I think being from Detroit and realizing you only get summer like what three, four months out of the year, you don't, you don't mess around <laughs> when it comes to like right. work or playtime. That's why I say we only do things hard, man. Detroit is hard because exactly. we play hard because exactly. we gotta get our work done and keep our heads in it. <laughs> so when we have to play hard, that we can enjoy ourselves. That is just it, and you know, musicians will have a way in, during that sifting process of, of, of weeding out. Um, weakness too and i'm not i'm not trying to be mean i'm just saying you exactly well, what you true. said there isn't a lot of time and you don't have time to be messing around and no. so i you gotta work I with think the just, best you know well not necessarily I, I feel like as a musician it's you're on a constant journey you're always just trying to mm. discover yourself the best self which is probably like the road to hell but um it's like it's something you have to endure and go down and uh, i also think it's like you know working at, at mcdonald's at, at 14 or even at 40 mm. might be your bag for a while but you might get sick of it you know you might think right. you you can do it but you can't like it's just not for you and, and that happens and i think i think some fans don't realize that they think uh, oh, you guys are going to be together forever. I was like, that's not how any relationship works, let alone right. especially a band. Something that's sent around trying to be creative with multiple people is really tough, especially when you haven't had some sort of, like, huge kick of success. If you if you know what you're doing, I think it speaks differently, but if you're still trying to figure it out, uh, right. I think it makes it a lot harder. Well, it's it's very cool that you guys found each other, though. You know, and um, it's it's a cool, it's a cool band. I dig it. I, we're gonna play the the your new single, um, which is very a very Detroit single actually. Nice. I love it. Go fuck yourself. Hell yeah! <laughs> Can't beat a title yeah, this, like that. <laughs> this song, it, it's so the band's been together for seven years, and I'm the last founding member of of the band, and I've come across enough people to really inspired me to write this song so that's really what it's about it's about uh about all the people who who've loved to hate me pretty much or who right. think they can do it better than me and i don't know it's like from my perspective it's just like man i just want to do this like i don't care if you don't but i care that i do so mm -hmm. get the fuck get the fuck out of my way if that's how it's going to be don't try to stand in there like right right it's a, well it's a very I'm, anthemic I'm Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it sums up uh, not only the attitude of, of the band here, but just of that Detroit scene in general, that Midwestern scene, you know, and, and it's, um, I love it. I love it. It's a great single. And, you know, let's play Thank it. You. Let's play it, everybody. Here it is. Um, check it out, everybody. Here it is. Go fuck yourself! Get your
dropping singles every month. Uh, so nice. since we're playing Blue Ridge, we will actually be, since we're being playing on stage, we're going to be just shooting a live show of a new song that we'll be re- releasing at the end of the month. 
Uh, nice. Yeah, it's just tough. It's tough when you live, you know, a minimum of at least two hours away from the closest band member, and then it's it's just tough trying to keep up with that schedule and shoot videos. So with all this, oh yeah, with all all this quarantine stuff and the variants, all this whatever the politics behind it and all that stuff, it's just safe. It's safer to get stuff done just visually uh, separately because mm-hmm. we can always work uh, away from each other, writing new music and stuff. That's just technology this day and age. But yeah, there's. Definitely now, since we, we've been playing a couple of shows, we'll be shooting some videos together and putting out more content of that night, nature. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's interesting you say that. I um, I had, this is pre-pandemic too. I had this band on and, um, and they had all been, you know, they had all been in, 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 the, in bands and music business and whatnot for years. And they formed kind of, in the old days, we would have called it a super group kind of, you know, they uh, all right. heavy hitters. And they all got together. They've never played live together, though. <laughs> like one of them lives in Brazil, one of them lives in California, upstate New York, awesome. you know, different places. And yeah, they do everything. And it's so interesting, you know. Whenever people get down on the world, too, I like to point this out. I'm like, yes, there is a lot of shit going on. Believe me, I am not saying there's not a bunch of shit going on. There's a lot of cool shit going on too at the same time. Right. Um, and especially with technology, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing, you know. Um. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free if you're a VIP member. You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system, 
and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a nonprofit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Who knew auto tune would become popular? <laughs> I never saw that. Right. Um, people in Detroit would have lit those people on fire. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, kind of. But, uh, <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. Was, uh, was <laughs> auto-tune used in Go Fuck You? No, it, it definitely wasn't. That was demon-tune is what that was. Just nice. rage coming out. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. Just good old Midwestern cool. vibes. That's <laughs> Now, uh, you know, a lot of people on these, these podcasts and stuff will, will get all serious and whatnot, you know. Well, what's your process when you – man, you're, you rock. That's what your process, as I see it, you know, at least that's how it's coming off. That's how the brand is to me, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, to, yeah, to answer that question, um, I would say it's like we've been developing ourselves a little bit more focused lately uh, for this album that we're putting together, like that Go Fuck Yourself will be on. It's going to have a complete like embodied theme and each song is going to be related to each other. And it's it's nice. going to fit more of one theme as opposed to just writing a bunch of sweet songs and putting them on an album together. So it's like it's going to be an all encompassing type of thing. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, you guys are definitely good musicians and, you know, skilled musicians. Thank you. Can tell. Um, and, you know, it's you're serious about what you do. And, again, that's kind of a Detroit thing. You know, people got to be serious. About yeah. It. Um, it's, uh, it's very cool. Now, um, with the band being spread out and whatnot uh, and, and the age of COVID and all that, um, plans for touring. I know tours are – still happening you know uh my facebook feeds full of uh web flyers <laughs> people yeah. playing places where shows coming out in the fall waited out a little bit or um what's the plan yeah we've 
We've got a few festivals in the books right now and a few shows on the belt. I don't think a tour is where we're at at the moment, but, uh, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a couple, uh, literally a week from now. So not this Sunday, but next Sunday we'll be on stage at Blue Ridge rock fest. Uh, and then we have another Cole Grove, Grove fest in, in Grove, Cole Grove, Ohio, I think is how you say it, mm. which is like Southern Ohio. Uh, we're opening for Attila here in Detroit in October. Uh, we have a couple shows in India as well, one with volumes and varials. So there's, they're, they're on the horizon. I think for us, we're trying to really develop our, our musical, uh, skills at the moment, as opposed to just hitting the road, trying to really grow as hard as we can and own in on our, our skills. Well, that's a smart way to do it. That is a smart way to do it. Um, and you guys got some cool merch and stuff on your, uh, your website. Uh, very cool stuff. I don't know who did it. But I love your logo. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in a rock band, oh, this is what a rock logo should be like. I know you <laughs> want to put a castle in. I know you want to put a dragon and, you know, the village and the night. And that's what rock bands usually, tr- they try to be do too much, you know. Um, and when you show right. that, I'm just saying from a graphic design point of view, <laughs> it's just a blob. The War Within logo is great. It's that perfect balance. So whoever did that, buy him a cup of coffee Thank you. next time you see him, because uh, it's good. It's good work. Uh, very very cool. Well, you guys are doing. No, I think that's brilliant too. Releasing singles like you are, um, it builds a following. It, it gets, uh, uh, you, you know, the, it, there's always new stuff out there, and uh, and and it, people like me, fans, are always jonesing for more too. So that's a right. good thing, you know. Um, I know people do. They're like, well, you know, we'll put an album out, and then two years later we'll put it. I'm like, you're losing, you're losing TikTokers if you do that. Uh, they're right. not used to waiting two years, you know. Um, yeah, the, just the game, the industry has changed so much in the past even ten years. It's like it's gone way more fast paced and streaming wise. And unless, unless you've captivated like a huge audience, uh, or just have people. Uh, waiting for every little piece you drip them. It's a little bit harder to keep people's attention. There's so much more competition out there as well. But uh, I don't know if you can find your voice and find your vibe. I think that's all it takes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Folks, we have a, they, uh, we're within also have a link tree. Uh, we've got that link up and you can get there and, and you know, that'll give you, for those who don't know, the thing, all the old people like me on there. Um, but I know what it is. Uh, it'll it'll give you a list of, of where to get singles and whatnot and, and important websites. Um, also, we have links up to their social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter. So, yeah, they're all over the place. They're hitting it. They're hitting it. They know what time it is. You got to be now. Yeah, you got to be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it is, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, and, and it's just the way it is. It is just the way it is. Um, <laughs> You know, but I think it's better. I'm telling people like, oh, it used to not be. You're right. I used to have when I used to the deal I had with a lot of bands I knew growing up is they'd give me a stack of, of, of flyers, um, not even real flyers, just stuff printed on pieces of paper cut in half, and, and a stapler, and say hit every telephone pole you can, man, and then you know you right. come in and see the band. <laughs> Did that a lot. I also ran a lot of merch tables <laughs> to see bands. No, try to help support your friends, you know. But um, 
I wish I would have wished we had Twitter. <laughs> you know, so much easier. So much easier. Uh, very, very cool. Well, that's awesome. And you guys know uh, tickets are still available for the uh, the Blue Ridge show and all that? No, Blue Ridge is actually sold out. 160,000 oh. tickets, they said. Yeah, that's pretty oh. astonishing for us. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, if you don't have a ticket, you're not going to see the show. That's just the way that you have got to be quicker yeah. next time. Usually it's we it's have that whole supply and demand with uh, how COVID's been going. Now that shows are coming back, people are buying the tickets. So. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. There's, they want to go see – because I'll tell you something. I have been to all different types of shows, all different types of genres, and I'll tell you, a, there's nothing better than a rock show. There's nothing better than a rock show. There's a great yeah, quote by uh, I'm with you there. the comedian uh, Brian Pouchard who said um, – he said, you know, you, you'll never go to an R&B show and see a guy with his shirt off screaming at the band. <laughs> yeah, just right. won't. Only at a rock show. And I'm telling well, you. Well, all the cool stuff that they got at, like, EDM shows now and, and rap shows, they all got them from metal and rock shows. Like, the Wall of Death definitely did not come from an EDM show, that's for sure. No, it's very true. It's very true. They just had that big uh, rap thing down here, and uh, the Wall of Death fell over. <laughs> All over the like oh, the day wow. before it started. Yeah, it was all over the news. They're like, is it gonna happen? Yes, it's gonna happen. Um, you know. Well, people do what they gotta do. It's uh it's crazy though. But that's cool, man. It's sold out. Usually we're trying to sell yeah. tickets on the show. Not today, folks. Nope. It's too late. You snooze you lose. That's you I lose. love that is a great place to be. That is a great place to be. I love it. Well, very cool. So you guys got a new single that's dropping into the month, right? Correct. It's called Drag Me to Hell. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm going to stay right in touch, and I'll be talking to Angela over uh, at the fine folks of the Crusher Media Group and uh, to keep me right up, right up price, uh, because we'll have you guys back. We'll have you all back on again, you know? Beautiful. Uh, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. If I had my way, you'd be on every week. Um, this is a very, very fun time. Awesome, awesome. Well, cool, folks. Well, go over there and uh, like and share. You know, if you dig a band, I know I've said it on the show before, but it's so true. We live in an algorithm world. If it's a band or an independent film or, you know, somebody that makes really good, you know, chocolate chip cookies or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you dig what they're doing, like and share their social media. Uh, it's so important. It helps the algorithm. Add bands to your playlist. Everybody has them, you know, on Spotify and Pandora. Helps a lot, you know. So uh, very, very cool. Um, well, that's awesome. We'll keep doing what you're doing, Spencer. You, you, you're real good at what you do, man. This is, this oh, is a fantastic you. track. Yeah, and I cannot wait to hear more. Oh yeah, there's more coming. I promise you that. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, man, this has been fun. It went by quick, though. Uh, this will be this uh, show, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the various social media platforms, and it's on all the podcasting platforms. Wherever you listen and download podcasts, at why well, we're there. We're on over four hundred of them, um, all the big the big ones, you know. And uh, so, thanks for listening. Uh, also, the links we were talking about follow the podcast. 
So if you're listening to the to the uh, the podcast on Spotify or whatnot, the links are active and they're right there, and you can get right to uh, the band's website and what you need to do. Very very cool. Well, have a good one, everybody. It's the weekend. It's the big holiday weekend. Spencer, you got big plans this weekend or just working? Uh, no, we're uh, so we got to rehearse a little bit, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna party. I got I got Monday off, so I'm gonna get get drunk, right? Nice, nice. And the van is fixed. It's ready to go. So it, uh, I think it I'm needs hoping. a little bit of oil. But, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing about touring, man. You never know, dude. You never know. <laughs> no. Best, I got to tell you, the best story. There was a, This was a couple years ago. I had this band on, and um, I hope they're still together. I hope they're doing great. But they were learning lessons, and they, they were telling me this story. I couldn't believe they told me this story. Um, they were in the Southwest. Uh, I think New Mexico or someplace, and they had a manager they weren't getting along with, and um, she was driving, like, pulling a U-Haul with all their stuff in it in behind her station wagon. You know, typical young band-type scenario. So they're yeah. all bitching, and the show didn't go well, and, you know, they're all kind of long-faced and bitching. And they stopped to get gas, and they went inside, I don't know, to buy some flaming Hot Doritos or something. And um, when they came out, she was gone, she had got out, unhooked the U-Haul trailer, and left. <laughs> and they were in wow. the gas station with, the tra- with their stuff. At least she didn't keep their stuff. And uh, one of their dads had to come with the truck and get them home. But um, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> you never know. Things happen. Some of it, some of it happens by accident. Sometimes that happens intentionally. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, keep doing what you're doing, man. Um, it's it's working. And uh, have a great weekend. Hey, and everybody out there, have a great weekend. And I say it every show I have for the last year now. Again, folks, just remember, if I don't care what your politics are, what all your, your, your bullshit is. Um, if you're out shopping or something and you disagree with a store's particular policies, the little gal with the cash register, she ain't going to those corporate boardroom meetings. She don't have no control over that. If you're pissed off about whatever it is, go home and send an email. Don't yell at her. She can't do that. <laughs> you know? And just be nice to people. How about that? The world will be a better place. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap it up. We will see you next time. Have a good one, man. Bye. Thank you, you too. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Love Talk Radio.